many of you in here actually know how to drive stick? Let me see the hands of those who drive manual. Okay. You know, you don't really know how to drive until you can drive a standard vehicle. Come on, somebody. And so not to shame anybody, but yo, fam, like it is so difficult. Some of my worst and most embarrassing moments <laughs> have been in times when I was trying to learn to drive stick. But eventually I got it. And, you know, uh, and, and, you know, now it's something that I pride myself in and I love, love, love being able to drive stick. And so the fact of the matter is, you know, it is a challenge even to get the car to move. I mean, if you can, because now, see, in automatic vehicles, you got two pedals. In, the, in, a, in a manual vehicle, you have three pedals. One of them is a clutch. Come on, can I just set this thing up for you here today? Back the matter is not only this, uh, an automatic vehicle, it will shift, it will shift by itself. But the fact of the matter is that with a manual vehicle, you got to shift it for yourself. So not only do you have an extra pedal, come on somebody, but you also have a stick that you are responsible for shifting and you are responsible for changing uh, to make sure that that car is in position to be able to, uh, that is be able to go, it is able to go forward. And it is able to change gears. How many of you know uh, and understand uh, that the fact of the matter is that if you are unable, if you are unable to shift properly, you can actually jack up your transmission. And so the fact of the matter is there are cars that are damaged because of these noises. <laughs> See, some of you have heard that horrible noise before. And that means that, oh my, that you are not able to shift properly. And many of you, if you'll be honest, if you look around at what's happening, you'll see that we are most definitely in a season of transition. Come on, somebody. We are in a season of transition. And one of the most difficult things for us as people, especially in this season, is learning to shift. And fear, fear often paralyzes us in the time when it is that we have to shift who's with me on today but I want somebody to know and I want to declare to you today that shift happens shift happens somebody say shift happens yeah shift with an F in there come on somebody and many of us watch this you're scared to step in the shift you're scared about transitioning come on somebody stay with me track with me track with me you're scared because of what's ahead but I want to let you know that the fact of the matter is that many of you this is why the transmission in your life why there are areas of your life that are costing you stuff and you're hearing grinding and all of this is because oftentimes we are unable to shift properly we are unable to shift properly I want to tell you this so look uh, yeah it's difficult to learn how to drive stick but one of the most challenging areas and times to learn how to shift is when you're on a hill that's the maker breaker right there fam if you are stuck on an incline trust me I'm going someplace whether backwards or forward if you are stuck on an incline at a light you want to see road rage let somebody behind you be behind you when you are just learning to be able to drive stick because when that light turns green that's the maker breaker and there are many of you, watch this, you are scared to shift because see, on the hill, watch this, on the hill, it's natural for you to roll backwards or to roll forwards. 
And many of you, because you are afraid of the shift, you're scared, you would rather roll backwards or roll forwards instead of making a decision. And I just showed up to come and prophesy to indecisiveness, to people who are scared to be able to make decisions. Come on, somebody today, that God is here to set you free. I just declare over you today that you are no longer going to be sitting in the neutral place. Many of us are in neutral because you are scared. You're like, man, I'm in I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. But I believe that this spirit of fear is going to break off you today. Come on. That God is going to help you to be able to choose the right gear. Because even if you know how to shift, if you put it in fifth on the hill, you're struck. You're going to hear a book, 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 book. And that's, oh, y'all don't know about that. Okay, that's how a lot of your lives are sounding today. Come on, somebody. Your finances are sounding like, you just, I mean, because you don't know how to shift your marriage right now. It doesn't look the same way that it did before the pandemic. Come on, can I talk about it? And fear has you paralyzed on the hill of life. And you feel like rolling with what feels natural. But you are a kingdom citizen. Can I talk to a Christian? Come on. God has not given you the spirit of of fear and even though you feel paralyzed I believe that God can give you the breakthrough that you need to be able to push past that fear and be able to move in to your purpose in this season somebody that believes it go ahead and give God praise in this moment come on So the fact of the matter is, man, I want you to understand change is inevitable in fact uh, it's one of the only constants in our lives Change is one of the only constants in our lives. It's one of the only things that, that consistently happens in our lives is change. And if it was not COVID, come on somebody, it would be something else. And when we get past COVID by God's grace, it's going to be something else in the future. And many of us are walking in this fear because of the transition in our lives that is taking place. And I believe that God wants you to be free. And so dealing with the text, if you will, stay with me mark chapter 4 verse 35 bible says on that day when evening had come he said to them let us go to the other side somebody say let us go so jesus says let us go to the other side and leaving the crowd they took with him uh them in a boat he took with them in the boat uh just as he was and the other boats were with him and a great windstorm somebody say a great windstorm great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling i just want you to understand this jesus starts in this account with telling them let us go to the other side can i give you point number one here it is this is why you shouldn't be scared here it is point number one and you should be okay with the shift is because the shift is not the destination Oh, I just want to help somebody to understand this. The shift is not the destination. What's happening in the in-between is not where you are going to land. Fact of the matter is, Jesus says, let us go to the other side. So if Jesus said, let us go to the other side, no matter what happens in between the land and the other set of land, it's not going to stop you from getting to where it is that God has
his promise. Man, I showed up to somebody who is scared. Come on, somebody. You are scared. You are in the mid. I mean, you don't know what to do. You are paralyzed in the middle of the storm because of where you're at. As if Jesus was calling you to set up shop and build a house there. Come on, somebody. But how many of you know that your destination is not over at the layover? When you're headed someplace, you don't stop in the airport and set up a house and change your address. Oh, who can I talk to in this place today? You don't, you don't call the post office and tell them, hey, I want you to change my address uh, to this airport because you understand that it is a transitional point. And there are many of you who God has spoken to you before you left the shore. Come on, somebody. And stuff has shown up in your marriage on the in-between. Stuff has shown up in your finances, in your mind telling you you're not going to make it you're not going to get to the other side but how many of you know that as long as Jesus has spoken to me before I got in the water oh who am I talking to it doesn't matter what storm happens in between how the hill may look come on somebody I might even mess up and stall a few times but the fact of the matter is that the in between is not the destination the shift is not the destination Come on, Jesus is calling us to the other side. He says, let us go. Let us go to the other side. I'm a, listen, man, I'm a red letter walker. Come on, somebody. I'm a re- I mean, he, he got to the place where uh, he said this. If Jesus said, I'm going, guess what? We're going. It was imperative. The future of the church was in that boat. This was before the the church was established at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. The future of the church was in that boat. And consequently, God could not allow, Jesus could not allow for that boat to be destroyed in that moment. I don't know what generations are tied to your life and people and assignments that God has on you. Come on, that are being challenged in 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 the in between, in the shift. But I'm here to tell you today that God that God's word is going to come to your to come to pass in your life even though you are in the middle of the shift and we are in the middle of the shift are you with me and I love it you know Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 through 10 talks about Abraham in this thing they call the hall of faith the Bible talks about how how Abraham how Abraham he obeyed God's call by faith and lived in tents until the promise of God manifested Abraham, God told Abraham to get up and go to a place that you've never seen before, that you have never been. And on the way, he experienced all sorts of stuff. But Abraham was not building homes and building walled cities in the wilderness or on the way to where it was that God was calling him to. Too many of you are taking up residence in the shift. Changing your address in the middle. And God is saying there's stuff that I'm doing here, but this is not the destination. I got to move. I got to move. I want you to note this because Jesus gets in the boat with them. And the Bible says uh, that he is there uh, and that the and the waves were breaking in the boat. Verse 37, so that the boat was already filling, but he was in the stern asleep on the cushion. 
And they woke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Man, I want, first of all, I just want to note this. This is dope uh, because we see occurrences where Jesus comes out to them. He sends them by themselves and then he comes out to them walking on the water and all of this. But here we find Jesus in the boat and he is asleep. Come on. He is asleep in the middle of the storm. What I love, what I love about this, point number two for you, to remember in the middle of this transition season, not only not only is the shift not the destination but remember that God is still present in the middle of your shift I love it I love it that Jesus is here he is in the boat and he is unbothered fam he is sitting here unbothered and many times we are sitting up here tripping when Jesus is sitting there sleeping come on Jesus is resting and we're sitting up here tripping where is Jesus settled in your situation because he knows that this is not the end uh, but you and I we're sitting up here tripping pulling out our hair come on somebody uh, getting into bed with people that you know that you don't love and don't love you to try and just oh can I just keep it real today doing all sorts of things beginning covid relationships that you know are not designed because you are selling yourself short building walled houses in the middle of the shift but jesus oh can we just talk about it? jesus is still present in the shift jesus is present i love it i love this man i love what paul says in romans write this down romans chapter 8 verse 35 to 39 and i love how paul talks about it. he says i am confident or i am persuaded that neither death nor life nor things to come or things that already are that he says ultimately nothing is going to somebody say nothing nothing is going to separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus and you know uh, the Bible is written in he Hebrew Greek and Aramaic and here in the Greek when Paul uh, says what he says it's the word pitho somebody say pitho and it is this word persuaded or convinced he says I am persuaded he goes I'm not guessing I'm not guessing that nothing is going to separate me from the love of God he says I am persuaded or I am confident the word pitho it's one of the translations or one of the definitions is tranquilized somebody say tranquilized in other words, he says, I'm tranquilized. You know when you think of, of uh, when you watch the, the OLN or one of those networks and they shoot a tranquilizer at someone? Or, or not at someone. Oh, please, Jesus. <laughs> no perfect people allowed. At Bambi. At Bambi. And what ends up happening is Bambi stops and Bambi can't go nowhere. Come on, somebody. Bambi is just stuck in that moment. Can't go nowhere. It's just, and so Paul is saying, listen, I am tranquilized. Come on. It's as if I've been tranquilized. I'm not going anywhere. I'm steadfast and unmovable even in the middle of the storm. I am persuaded that nothing that is happening right now, nothing that is to come or nothing that is in the past is going to hinder me or separate me from God's love. And God is saying to you in the middle of the shift, don't be scared to shift. Come on, somebody. Can I just speak over somebody right now? And I rebuke fear in Jesus' name that has been hindering you and holding you down from moving forward because you're saying, Jesus might not, Jesus must not love me. Look at what's going on. Look at uh, the fact of the matter is I can't even hear his voice clearly right now. Ever seem like Jesus was asleep in the middle of your situation? care not don't you care that we perish lord 
Don't you care that my marriage is up uh, in the air? Don't you care about my mind, Jesus? Don't you care? I mean, you said we're going to the other side, but look at what's happening right now. Don't you care? Look at COVID and they threatening in fourth waves and fifth waves. Come on, they talking about Delta uh, variants and Air Canada variants and, uh, and American Airlines, all sorts of variants. Come on, somebody. And you're like, man, what on earth is going on? Come on. Can I just talk about the fact of the matter that it doesn't matter how many variants, doesn't matter what's going on. I wonder if it's a church that's tranquilized. Come on, somebody. Says, I'm confident it might seem that Jesus is not listening. Oh, I feel this preaching. It might feel like he's asleep in my situation, but Jesus is sleep, so I'm going to sleep too. Come on, somebody. Because I believe that no matter what's going on right now, he is still in control and the shift is not the destination. Can I even tell you this? Can I tell you this? Uh, I want you to understand. And the fact of the matter is, too, as a side note, uh, that God's presence doesn't nullify potential problems. Because we live in a generation. This is why we're interested in making sure we're anchored to the ancient faith. And we look at how what uh, theology is important. I know everybody just thinks now today, okay, as long as you say Jesus. Uh, which Jesus are you talking about? Come on, somebody. It's a lot of Jesuses. There's people that believe that Jesus is Michael the Archangel. There's been, you know, like the Mormons that believe that Jesus is Satan, is Lucifer's spirit brother. Y'all aren't hearing me today. Jehovah's Witnesses that believe that Jesus is a God and have their own translation of scripture uh, as it pertains to uh, in, in John chapter 1 verse 1. If you can look at the New World Translation, which is the Jehovah's Witness Bible, they put a God in there to refer to Jesus as of trying to rob him of the full of his deity, being who he is, fully God and fully man, the hypostatic union. And so I want you to understand, it's imperative for us to know doctrine. This is why we recite the Nicene Creed every week. I want to know which Jesus are you talking about? Which God are you talking about? Are you talking about the God of the Bible? Because you know everybody talking about God now. Some people believe that you're God. You and me are God. Some believe some people believe that blackness is God. Oh, y'all don't want to start. You don't want it with me today, fam. I'm telling you. Because it's imperative. That's why a lot of you don't have victory and fear has you. Because you're trusting in the wrong God. Come on, somebody. You're not trusting in the Jesus of the Bible. Oh, can I preach it like I feel it? You're trusting. Oh, my. Okay, I'm just going to. Which Jesus? Which Jesus? That's what I, know. I, what I want to know. Which Jesus are you believing in? Which one are you holding to? Doctrine is imperative. And one of the things, I mean, if you just believe in genie Jesus, that all you got to do is jump up seven times. Yeah, we did spiritual. We did an exercise today. We turned around. That was just to prophesy to you to realize that God can take your stuff and turn it around. But how many of you know that Jesus is not a genie? And sometimes if you believe that just because Jesus is present, you're not going to have any problems, that is a false view of God. Come on, somebody. But I wonder if there's anybody in here today that understands and knows that even though, even though the fact of the matter is that the presence of Jesus does not nullify the presence of problems in my life, uh, that if he is there, I, I am so grateful for his presence because it, it reminds me that he is supreme over whatever it is that I'm facing. And can I tell you this? Can I tell you this? Watch this. I want you to know this as a side note. Uh, because see, the fact of the matter is that we are there in the, in the text. And Jesus is asleep in the back. Are y'all still with me? Jesus is asleep in the back of the boat. And I want to let you know, sometimes, watch this, God's silence is due to his confidence in what he's already equipped you with to handle the test. 
Let me say, thank you, thank you. Sometimes, watch this, God's silence is because he has confidence in what he's already put in you to handle the test. Come on, somebody. The fact of the matter is that Jesus shows up at the end and says to them, because they woke him up, do you still have no faith? I wonder if the disciples who had already been equipped and empowered by Jesus to go and do incredible things, I wonder if they rose up in that moment. Come on, somebody. And instead of being to the place where they were fearful and paralyzed in the shift, they said, no, you know what? Uh, Jesus, you can stay sleep in the boat. Come on, somebody. Your presence here is good enough and I'm going to raise up. Come on. In this moment, if Jesus said we go into the other side, does it matter what shows up? I can speak to the storm come on somebody with my little mustard seed faith and tell it to get up did you hear the gospel reading today and move into there's many of you that Jesus is silent because he is confident does the teacher talk during the test For those of you that do exams, when you're sitting there, is the teacher like, hey, uh, this, 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 no. Or is the teacher looking for you to put to practice the things that they already put in you? Oh my, who am I talking to on today? There are many of you, you already, how you've been praying and now it's time to put the prayer to practice. Come on, you've been memorizing all this scripture and you've been talking about looking in the mirror, doing all these confessions and all this stuff. When you gonna put it to practice? Come on, somebody. It's time for us to take the stuff that God has given us and instilled in us and use it in our lives no point in showing up here dancing and and then leaving and being defeated come on somebody i'm tired of of seeing christians getting up in here getting to the place where we're supposed to be full of the holy spirit and oh brother what a great day of worship we had and you going home defeated come on somebody can't even get up and oh can i come for it can't even go to the bathroom come on somebody in the night because you scared of what's around the corner oh i come i'm coming for you today we call you out of fear right now in the name of jesus can't even hear some of y'all scared scared to enter into relationships God has presented you with somebody that fits the things that you've been praying for but you're scared because of the last choker that jacked you up come on somebody now you can't love and you can't trust I come against that fear today skirt you praying God I'm lonely nobody knows the truth and God is sending you and you won't let them in come on somebody because of the last person that still has a stake in your life I come against that today there is somebody that needs to release even that soul tie that has you bound come on somebody that sexual partner that you still see them on Facebook and you get titillated and you're like oh my and you're like I thought I was supposed to be over you come on you gotta you better get to the altar and let that thing out come on somebody I declare the freedom of the Lord to you today be free from sexual perversion be free from sexual bondage be free today come on somebody from every soul tie in the name of Jesus I call you out and I curse you at the root come on every spirit of depression that is on you because of the seasons past I don't care what happened to you in the past yes 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 I know it was difficult but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world there is victory for you in the house somebody that believes it you ought to put those hands together and open that mouth and give him the praise So 
some of y'all like, man, did you come to my house? Oh no, I see you in the spirit. And I, my heart at this week, I said, God, I, God, I need you to set some people free. Jesus set them free on their car ride home. Come on, somebody, set them free. I dare you to cry out. Oh, devil, you do not have the hold on God's people. You have no residence here. You are not welcome here. In the name of Jesus, we curse at the root every. Oh, can I just go for it? We curse at the root every single spirit of witchcraft. Even you who have been under the bondage of witchcraft. Even you, I even see your mother-in-law that has been. That has, I see the voodoo doll and the the, the the pins and the things that have been taking place. And you're wondering what's going on in your life. And today we just say not so. We curse witchcraft at the root, and we stand flat-footed in the blood of Jesus. The blood. Somebody just say the blood. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over every generational pattern and mindset today. I mean, uh, some of y'all, you think you only are going to be broke for the rest of your life. Come on, somebody. And you're like, oh, this must just be the will of the Lord. And there's a poverty mindset. Come on. And I just, even you, that you've been racking up those credit cards and spending them like cash. Come on, somebody. And you've just been in a place where the, the spirit of anxiety has you making purchases because you can afford it. Come on. if G Because you uh, can't afford it. And you're making these purchases rushed instead of waiting because for when jehovah jireh provides it for you and even now we say not so i curse credit card debt at the root come on even that spirit of poverty and that poverty mentality that spirit of a lack of patience we come against anxiety today you wait come on somebody you wait and get it the right way come on some of y'all oh my i just even see it today flashing devils you're out here like a flashy person walking around wearing wealth stuff that you don't even own come on somebody stuff that's attached to the pit come on somebody and you're gonna spend the rest of your life filling that ditch oh man i didn't mean to go here today but i just want to talk to somebody you're spending your life trying to fill this ditch flashing flashing but you don't even own it come on somebody and god is calling you out today stop flashing don't matter what people say about you you wear your walmart shoes until you can afford what you come on somebody stop flashing getting yourself in debt can barely put food on the table not because god's not provided but because you're using the money for foolishness to try and, and get on this get a following on an instagram account i wonder if it's anybody that knows this. it's time out I didn't mean to go there, man. Uh, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. I just even sense in the spirit. Some of y'all complaining. God's like, man, you're complaining about stuff. I already been providing. Come on, somebody. I already been making ways. I already been opening doors. But what have you been doing with it? Come on, somebody. What have you been doing in the ship? Are you in that place? Yeah, man. I got to move. I got to move. Once you understand... I'm just trying to help somebody today. I'm saying, man, this generational stuff needs to stop. Walking around here is big. I seen somebody this week talking about, listen, man, I'm tired of always everybody talking to me about being resilient. I want to, there, there's some stuff, I want to stop bouncing back from stuff. There's some stuff I don't want to get into in the first place. Oh my, y'all don't like, I wonder if there's anybody here. It's stuff that we can avoid that oftentimes we're in because of our bad decisions, but it's not because God, yes, there are things that God assigns for us to go through because of challenges. But how many of you know that oftentimes we are setting up a storm that God didn't create? And I just talked to somebody and talked to myself on the way. Come on, somebody. 
Well, the fact of the matter is, this is powerful. They're in this place. The shift happens. Jesus is there. He's not talking through the test. And he rebukes them, tells them, don't you have any faith? In other words, why didn't you do something? But he still gets up. I love it uh, because no perfect people allowed. He gets up and he handles the test in that moment. And I just love it because uh, in this moment, I'm just going to share this. On the other side, when you get to Mark chapter 5, Jesus encounters a demoniac. What's a demoniac? He encounters a guy that has a whole bunch of devils in him. Come on, somebody. He is a mess. He is a wreck. Uh, his life is, uh, is completely jacked, and there is nothing that anyone can do about it. In fact, I'm going to read this. In Mark chapter 5, verse 1, Bible says, They came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the uh, Gerasenes. And when Jesus had stepped out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit. He lived among the tombs and no one could bind him anymore not even with a chain for he had often been bound with shackles and chains but he uh, he wrenched the chains apart and he broke the shackles into pieces no one had the strength to subdue him night and day among the tombs and on the mountains he was always crying out and cutting himself with stones verse 6 and when Jesus saw him from afar he ran and fell down before him and crying out with a loud voice he said what have you to do with me Jesus son of the most high uh, God I adjure you by God do not torment me for he was saying this to him and Jesus says come out of the man you unclean spirit and Jesus said to him what is your name he replied my name is legion for we are many it's a thousand devils and he, be he begged him earnestly not to send them out into the country now a great herd of pigs was feeding on the hillside and they begged him saying send us into the pigs let us enter him so he gave them permission and the unclean spirits came out and entered the pigs and the herd numbering about 2,000 rushed down the steep bank into the sea and drowned in the sea listen there is someone here it is uh, for point number four if I could give you point number four as I hurry to my close here today I want you to understand this watch this uh, the fact of the matter is uh, the fact of the matter is there's someone waiting on the other side of your shift this is chapter 5. Come on, somebody. Chapter 4 is where what happens happens as it pertains to him being caught and bound and them being bound in the shift, in the storm that came in the shift. And if they quit in the shift, they would not have gotten to the other side to be able to meet uh, this individual and set him free. I wonder who's on the side of you, on the other side of your shift what family members are waiting on the other side of the fear that has you paralyzed right now come on what generational things can be broken off of your loved ones some of us you are selfish in the store and you only want God to get you out because of what will happen to you on the other side of the storm but I wonder if there's anybody that understands that this thing, man, this shift is about more than just you. Come on, somebody. This is, a, I wonder if there's anybody other than me that needs some cousins to experience deliverance. Come on. I wonder if there's anybody in here other than me that needs some loved ones to get healed. Come on, somebody. God, I don't just want you to bring me out and bring me to the other side so I can get there and say, look at what the Lord has done in my life. But I want you to get me to the other side so I can be positioned to be able to be a blessing to the loved ones and the people that are on the other side as well so today man i want to let you know don't be scared of the shift step in it man walk into the shift don't be scared to transition in this season i just want you to open yourself and you just say god i want your will nothing more 
nothing less and nothing else. I want your will. I want your will. Somebody say, I want your will. Come on. Oh my, somebody right now, your deliverance from fear today is in your yes. Come on, somebody. Somebody just say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, right now, right there in the middle of your situation, uh, you are facing this difficulty. And I'm here to tell you that your freedom is attached to your yes. Come on, somebody. There's somebody that you have been giving God a no because you're like, God, I got to be in control. I have to hold on to this. And God is saying, it's time for you to give me a yes, Lord. It's time for a yes. And I don't know where you are in this moment. I don't know where you are in this moment, but I want to call you out of fear. Don't be scared. Jesus is with you in the boat. And the shift is not the destination. And even though he's silent, when you don't hear God, sometimes that's when he's looking for what he put in you to speak up. And so today I want to call you. I want to call you out of fear.